It was a program that was uh, financed by CNN called Great Big Story. It was on YouTube. It had, uh, I believe, 6 million subscribers, lasted 6 years, and told all these small little stories about people, places, and things, and historical facts. A very good mishmash of tales that you otherwise wouldn't really find on the news. You wouldn't really find on history books. Like the story behind Sriracha. Like the, the boy who was born without a jaw. Like the monks in Arkansas who have a business selling, I believe, soaps. And like hidden restaurants in New York. A lot of fun little intriguing things. During the coronavirus pandemic, um, CNN shut it down. And Zucker, uh, who was the CEO at the time, said it wasn't profitable. It wasn't making a profit, so therefore it needed to go. Now, of course, that makes sense. It is a business decision, except for one little problem. CNN, you are a news network. Your goal is to be providing us with information. And this is what angers me a lot about CNN and all these companies whose profit margins is based on the information that they provide and on the news that they provide. Why is it that fake news is free, yet, you know, actual journalism, actual in-depth journalism, actual news stories is becoming more and more expensive? New York Times, Miami Herald, <clears throat> sorry, Miami Herald, Orlando Sentinel, Los Angeles Times. Now they are all, uh, you know, having paywalls and you have to pay money in order to get full access to their stuff. Box Office Mojo used to be free. Now you have to pay money to get all their information. IMDb used to be fully free. Now you have to pay money for some of that information. Uh, Billboard used to have all their charts for free available online. That's a goner too. And little by little, we are seeing more and more websites, more and more companies that are related to journalism, that are related to providing information and data. We're seeing more and more of these companies charging for information. And that is the antithesis to this complaint that Americans are not educated, that Americans are getting stupider and stupider and are voting the way that they're voting and all that fun stuff. How can you complain that we are getting worse at information if you are charging more and more money in an already increasingly expensive society known as the United States? You are complaining about a problem that you've helped create. Now, how does this relate to July 4th? I think a huge issue with the division that is happening in this country is that we keep treating the United States like it's a giant entity, like it was one giant entity, when that could not be further from the truth. And we don't just do this to the United States. We do this to all the great nations. Like, we do this to China. We treat China like it's one big entity, when China is an extremely diverse collection of cultures and customs and people. Russia has several dozen languages. There are certain regions of Russia that, ha that doesn't even speak Russian. 
that they have like three other dominant languages before speaking Russian. And Russia covers several different time zones, but yet we still treat them like it's one giant entity. Even though like, you know, especially in the whole, you know, Russia's evil part when it's really one tyrannical prick who's being a dictator towards his own nation. But the United States is another example of this. It is 50 states. There are multiple territories who deserve to be states, and there are dozens of Native American reservations within its borders. Alaska behaves completely different to Maine. Florida behaves completely different to Missouri. And that is because the United States covers multiple time zones as well, it has every single type of climate imaginable, which also does dictate the behavior and some of the patterns of how we consume and how we travel. And of course, because of the history of the United States being founded by immigrants and run by immigrants, as much as the MAGA party does not want to admit this, but it was founded on immigration. It has survived because of immigration. It grew because of immigration. But we don't know anything about these immigrant groups and where they travel to. Like, our knowledge of our states is awful. And there's a lot of blame to go around, but I'm not here for the blame. I'm here to just state this thing. I didn't learn much about the 50 states at all during my years in school. So that's not my fault. That's not my teacher's fault. That's the curriculum's fault. That is what the United States considers important in their education system. They really spend a lot of time on history, as they should. They spend a lot of time on, you know, politics, as they should. But we don't spend a lot of time learning about each individual state. And I think that is a completely missed opportunity. Do you want to know the one place where I've learned more about America than any other source, even the news? Freaking Guy Fieri's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I'm not joking. I am serious when I say this. Because one way to learn about the country, about the region, is learning about the food. This is, this is an essential thing. Mexico's identity is is attached to its food, attached to its 30 types of corn, attached to its wide variety of, uh, of, of meals that they have invented. Did you know that Mexico invented the Caesar salad? Did you know that Mexico invented tortilla chips to appeal to Americans? Like, a lot of what makes Mexico Mexico is the food, and some of the best food I've ever had in my entire life was in Mexico off a food truck. And part of the reason for that identity is because of their access to the rich eco-diversity that they have, which allows them to grow 30 types of corn as compared to the United States where they only have like two, unless, you know, some have been illegally smuggled. I'll never rat any of you out, guys. I promise. But we don't know anything about the states. I don't know anything about Idaho, about Nebraska, about North Dakota, outside of what Guy Fieri has taught me. 
because Guy Fieri has literally traveled all 50 st- I want to say he's traveled to, if not all 50, almost all 50. He's traveled to Puerto Rico. He's traveled to Cuba. Like, and I know Cuba's not part of the U.S., but what I'm saying is the man does not spend his time in the same place. He does not. Even if uh, Guy Fieri is famously has said that like Mexico's like his favorite place, he spends his time you know, traveling the entire country as well as, you know, Mexico, as well as Canada, and as well as some of our neighbors like Cuba. He has spent time. He has met all these different people from all these different cultures with all these different stories. And with that, I've been able to learn way more about the United States than I ever would have learned in school and I ever would have learned in CNN. Like, think about it. CNN and Fox News and MSNBC... They don't spend a lot of time doing individual states and talking about the history of these states. They don't. Because most of their money is reliant on pissing people off in terms of the politics. But I feel like we can eliminate a lot of this division if we just learn about our people within our own borders and learn about the states and their geography and the history and why they are the way that they are, why they're shaped the way that they're shaped. Like, we don't discuss why Oklahoma has that little tiny strip of land right above Texas. Why is that? It doesn't really make sense. But these are interesting things that I feel like would connect us a lot better. Recently, we had a man from Michigan, I believe he's from Michigan, He found the job in New York City. He made his way over there and he did an infamous TikTok that got everybody pissed off. And it was it was him complaining about the food desert situation in New York that he couldn't find eggs. And I know (laughs) the Internet may have slightly overreacted a little bit and we ended up getting him fired. But his videos came off as that he was mocking New York. He was mocking New York and its situation. And I think this speaks to the division and this speaks to the problems that people have about their interpretation of what the United States is. This man did not know. He didn't do the proper research about New York. He just thought, well, I'm from Michigan. I'm going to go to New York because of this job. And that was it. He didn't he didn't look into the subway situation. He didn't look look into the food situation. He didn't look into the history of New York and why it is the way that it is. He didn't look into why the subways suddenly are like terrible when compared to the past when they used to actually be maintained through taxpayer money. Like the subways, I know from the last time I visited, which was over a decade ago to today, it's significantly worse now than it was before. I knew that, but that guy didn't know that. I don't think that guy did an ounce of research besides finding a place to live and then finding his flight. And um, he ended up getting fired because the internet was so mad at him. Yes, he did other things that definitely got him in trouble, like he had confidential information that he posted. But I know for a fact that what tipped the scales over was the anger towards that man because of the way he mocked bodegas and that started an argument and my take on this is he didn't do the research and he mocked the situation 
New York City is aware of its food desert situation. New York City is aware that it sometimes is difficult to find certain foods in certain areas because New York City has a history of the gerrymandering problem. It has a history of the segregation. It has a history of, you know, of white people moving in and moving out all the minorities and creating the situations that it has today. But that man didn't do that research. That man didn't know that about New York. And he learned the hard way that if you insult something in New York and New Yorkers get a hold of it, your ass is grass, man. I'm sorry. The internet did overreact, but the man didn't do his research. But it's this, this ignorance. It's not just related to this guy. It is nationwide. Because we have the red versus blue, it becomes a sporting event. So we just assume that every Republican is the same. We assume that every liberal is the same. I actually work with somebody who claims that the Florida Democrats are trying to turn California into Florida. Hell no! No! Boy, I am so left field. Che Guevara can shake my hand. But there's no way that I agree with the leftist policies of California. It's a different ball game. It is different demographics. It's a different population. It's a different vibe. It's a different culture. Even our beaches are completely different. The Pacific Ocean is a vast, lively, active ocean that hangs out with earthquakes. And on the Atlantic side, it's not the case. The West Coast, the West Coast gets seals. The East Coast gets sharks. The behaviors are different. But the, the guy that I work with has that mentality because of what he's fed from Fox News. Fox News, it's funny because Fox News is like, we are the representative of all the flyover states. We're the representative of the minority of the Christian white people that live in the Midwest. I don't, I have never seen Fox News do any stories about people in Arkansas. I haven't seen him do a single story about Nebraska. Like, you know what's a story that they should have been able to cover and it would have been a layup? And it was the incident where all the Joshes got together and battled each other to claim the name for Facebook. That happened in Nebraska. It was an awesome moment. It was all over uh, social media. And I didn't see it extensively covered in Fox News. That would have been a layup because it is in a red state. And it shows a togetherness that, you know, it goes against the narrative and the um, the stereotype about how, like, Republicans are, like, this certain way. It would have been a layup, but it didn't happen. We don't know anything about these other... I don't know anything about Montana. Did you know that I think it's like 30% of Montana is like Native American rep, uh, Native American territory? Did you not? Like, most people don't know that. There's a lot we don't know about America, and that's, it's a huge problem. It is a solvable problem. Part of the reason why I started this podcast, besides, you know, blowing hot air and trying to promote myself is because I'm trying to present the fact that there are solutions to a lot of these problems. They are there. They ex- the problems exist. They are evident. It is, it's, it's clear as day that we have issues. But it doesn't mean that it's all gloom and doom and that there's no way out of it. And I think this is part of it. I think this is a very solvable thing. I think if the American education system spent more, more time 
focused within learning about all 50 states, learning about the history of the you know, the borders of the states, why they became the way that they became, what foods people like to eat, what sports they like, you know, what the culture is like. I think if more time was spent learning about people in Nevada, about people in South Carolina, I think we'll have a better grasp of how Americans operate in general. And I think there will be a togetherness that'll help significantly lower the flames of what's happening within the culture wars and the political wars and the red versus blue that we're seeing. I think it would help a lot. I, I truly believe that. And it starts with more Guy Fieri in elementary and middle school. <laughs> uh, that is a half joke. But I, but honestly, I think a lot can be learned from diners, drive-ins, and dives. Seriously. As a matter of fact, Guy Fieri has met so many people, gone to so many restaurants, and has so many friends from all over the political spectrum that there are all these revolving theories as to how he politically leans. But Guy Fieri is not a political person, so I feel like those types of arguments are very silly. This is a man who's friends with everybody. He is a people's person. And that's what every American should be, like a people's person. And I think with with more of a unity, there'll be less of a battle in terms of politics because we will we can speak the same language, we can see eye to eye, and I think it would help significantly. I think it would help, you know, it'll help the white man in Arkansas understand the plight of the black man in Baltimore. I think it'll help significantly the white woman in Missouri understand the issues that the Latinos are facing in South Florida. I think more of this education about these states would help a lot. And I know some of you at this point will be like, well, there are people that don't want to learn and want to remain ignorant. Yeah, that's a thing. That will be a thing. There will be people that would rather be more comfortable with their ignorance than to actually learn about why, you know, these problems persist and why the situations are the way that they are. There are people that I know that just refuse to even listen to why all these people are are crossing the borders and, you know, in Texas and why these people are risking their entire lives and going through the Atlantic Ocean to try to get to Key West or Miami and start a new life. There are people that just do not want to learn. But I know, I believe that a stronger education towards the 50 states and the territories, because that's another thing, How many Americans truly know about the Virgin Islands, about Guam and American Samoa? Not, probably the average is not very good. I think a stronger education would help a lot. And this is my July 4th message to everybody. Because I know there's a lot of people who are like, well, I am not celebrating July 4th because of all our rights being taken away. And that is true. Your emotions are valid and I I will stand there with you. But I think instead of throwing fireworks, I think July 4th should be spent focusing inward, trying to see what can I do to learn more about my fellow people? What can I do to learn more about my states in my country that I live in? I think that's the proper response. 
And the solution is a marathon of diners, drive-ins, and dives. The end. Tap, tap, we're done. Let's go home. But I'm going to say one final thing before we stop. (laughs) Just because I mentioned that all 50 states have different cultures and different backgrounds and different people does not suddenly mean that I'm still endorsing the Electoral College. So there might be some people like, hey, well, that sounds like he still wants to keep that Electoral College to make sure that the big states don't dictate who's president. All right. That could not be further from the truth because there is equal representation and that exists in the Senate and that exists in the House of Representatives. Let me rephrase that. It exists in the House of Representatives. The Senate does have representation of all the states. It's not equal. That solution will come later. I'm talking about unity right now. (laughs) The politics will come later. But just as a final note, so that way this, you know, this information does not get used against me in the court of law or in the court of debate, I am still wanting to curb stomp and destroy the Electoral College as soon as possible. But what I am saying is that with a better understanding of each other, I think we can remove a lot of this hatred that is existing right now. Statistically, hate crimes are up. Statistically, anti-Latino, anti-Black, anti-Jew, anti-gay, all that violence has statistically been going up since a certain person started running for president back in 2015 that wanted to make America great again. But I think we can start fanning these flames with better education about each other. So... Happy Independence Day for those who choose to celebrate. And for those who do not choose to celebrate, I will support that decision. And I'm actually on your side on that fence. Yeah, this is basically a pro-Guy Fieri (laughs) conversation. But it's true. It's true. Like between Food Network and all the travel channel shows, I think I've learned more about America through them than I have through the American education system and the news networks that exist. I don't think that information should ever be used for profit. In other words, there's got to be a way that the federal government pays the American people money to have access to this information. If the Miami Herald needs federal funding to stay relevant and to make that money, I think the federal government should be able to provide it so that way we all have access to information that we want. I don't think we should have all these paywalls. That's actually very bad for us. The news should not be profitable. The news should be the news. It should be financially backed by gov- by the federal government, whether it be left-wing, center, or right-wing. Even the right-wing networks, I would argue, does also deserve federal funding. As long as they can prove that they are a news network and not just someone trying, not just a place trying to stir up hatred. As long as you can prove that. But happy Independence Day to all of you. I wish you all the best. I will pray for all the dogs and pets that are going to be traumatized for the next week or so. And yeah, let's learn more about each other. Let's watch some Food Network and let's, you know, let's figure a way 
to to bring down the hate because it's it's pretty bad out there. It's it, it's bad out there. But now you you probably can guess how I'm spending my Fourth of July after I'm done with work. <laughs> Marathon. That's who I did. Happy Fourth of July, y'all. Um, you know, register to vote. Solidarity forever. And yeah, let's go.